Oh, bonjour dickheads. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Fuck the Wall or FTW, where I take you behind the scenes of uh, what it is like to be a comedian uh, as an English comedian in France. Uh, today, uh, I'm going to be talking about the worst show I have ever done in my life. The worst by a mile, uh, which happened in Portugal. Uh, and as a result, uh, I broke my one year no drinking uh, of sobriety. Uh, we'll do some terrible translations. You guys send me your favorite uh, terrible translations that you see out in the wild of people badly translating shit. Uh, and we have fun with languages uh, and uh, it's it's a fun podcast. There we go. You can listen to it. Uh, thank you for being live. That all. How many people are watching? 167 of you are watching this currently right now live. If you're not watching it live and listening to this afterwards on your favorite podcast app, shout out to the people that are just listening to this. I just pointed to the screen as if you could see me, but you can't. Um, and those watching again on YouTube. Hi, bonjour, comment ça va? Um, so before we get into uh, the show this week, last week uh, we talked about uh, the French not being able to, or mispronouncing words with two O's in them, or not two O's, as two O's. And I couldn't find the example I've been thinking about forever. And somebody sent me, a couple of you sent me some uh, uh, DMs on Instagram afterwards. and like, Paul, Paul, is the word Whopper from Burger King? And I was like, yes, it's fucking Whopper. When you go to Burger King, in an English-speaking country, you get a Whopper, because it's spelt W-H-O-P-P-E-R, a Whopper. French people, on va à Burger King, on va prendre un, un Whopper, un Whopper, un Whopper. Even their marketing team, even they, on their fucking adverts, Burger King France, call it un Whopper. There's no two O's in a Whopper. It's a Whopper. It's a fucking Whopper. C'est pas un whooper, c'est un whopper. Et je sais que vous êtes capable de faire le bruit euh, whopper. You can make the noise whopper because you have whop up. Allez hop, allez hop, 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 whop, 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 whopper. Say it with me again. Whop, whopper, un whopper de Burger King. C'est pas un whooper, bande de débiles. Right, there we go. Uh, that was last week's <laughs> podcast. Um, before we get into it, uh, upcoming shows. Uh, that I am going to plug because uh, that's what's happening. I'm starting the French tour again after five months of not performing in France, ladies and gentlemen. We are back to the French tour. Starts this week on Thursday, the 5th of October uh, at Ifto, wherever Ifto is and whoever Ifto. It sounds like a guy's name, Ifto. Et tu mon pote Ifto? Because he gets up early. Hey, Ifto! Um... So I've only got one show this week. I'm so excited about having just one show. Oh! On home soil as well in France. So it'll be a quick one. Uh, next week, I'm doing Geneva and Switzerland. We need some more people to come to those shows. Uh, Geneva is always a good show with about... Uh, we're at uh, Théâtre Le Mans. Le Mans? Le Mans? Le Mans? Le Mans? Le Mans? Uh, where there's over a thousand uh, seats available. Uh, we still have a couple of hundred left uh, to sell. And in uh, Zurich as well. We've never been to Zurich for a French-English show because we're fucking stupid. Um, so that's happening next week. Uh, anyway, all of the tickets uh, are available on my website. The website is paultaylorcomedy.com slash tickets. Speaking of tickets and speaking of shows, uh, you need to follow me on Instagram this Friday. What date is the Friday? It's the 6th. I know it's the 6th because it's exactly three months until my show at Le Zénith. Uh... In Paris, I'm finishing this tour, Bisubai, at Le Zénith, uh, 
on the 6th of January, three months to the day is this Friday. This Friday, I will be live on Instagram somewhere in Paris and uh, I will be giving away two free tickets, signed as well. You'll just have to come and find me in Paris while I'm live on Instagram. So uh, I, I, what time? It's a great question. I don't know. Probably around 6 p.m. once people have finished work. <laughs> and I get back from Ifto, Ifto. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. If you're thinking about uh, coming to Luzinit, Luzinit, uh, that's going to be fucking great. Right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get into it. Fucking... Portugal, ladies and gentlemen. Um, ah, ah, before we even get, before I even arrived in Portugal, right? Let me just tell you how the day went getting to Portugal and why I hate Paris. Oh, fucking customer service in Paris. Listen, listen to me. Every time I leave Paris, I'm so happy because I know that when I'm dealing with customer service people, people that work in customer service, it's not going to be shit. Before we left, between my house at 8am when I left to the airport and um, getting on the plane to Portugal on Friday, I had five interactions with complete strangers that all work in customer service and they were all fucking assholes, because that's how everyone is in Paris who works in customer service, right? Let me tell you the story. 8 a.m. I get up and I get an Uber. I, I, I order an Uber from my house to the airport. Now, the way uh, me and my team who are traveling with me, which is uh, the wonderful Adam Crosby, who is my manager, and Manu Manu, my light and sound guy, there's three of us, and the way we organize it is depending on who is closer to the airport, depending on which airport we're going, um, uh, we, we, we share an Uber. So there's a, like a three-stop situation. When you open the Uber app, you can choose multiple destinations, drop-offs or pickups, right? So that's what we've been doing. Uh, so this time we were flying from Orly, uh, which is in the south of Paris, and I was step number one. So I ordered the Uber, triple destination. The guy shows up um, in like a shit-looking car. Uh, it's just, uh, it's some, he gets, he doesn't even get out of the car. I've got my backpack and like hold all, just a backpack and a little hold all, right? That I want to put in the boot of the car because I know that we're going to pick up three other or two other people and they're going to have luggage as well. I can't open the boot. He doesn't want to come out and help me open the boot. So I'm like tapping on the door, excuse me, comment on fait pour ouvrir? Because it's one of those fucking Peugeots where the button for the boot is in the 508 and you have to click the zero. You have to put the fucking zero in. So who designed that? Right, I mean, it's, it's actually... A pretty good design. I fucking love it. Anyway, um, so he goes to me. Uh, uh, I don't even know if he tutoyed me. I think it's like, I don't know. He was just like, oh, tu veux pas mettre ça derrière? Like, you don't want to put your luggage in the back with you. I'm like, no, no, because there's three other people coming and uh, it'll be full. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, this is, I'm now in the car. He's like, oh, uh, what do you mean? I'm like, well, we're picking up two other people. He's like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. No, no, je fais pas, monsieur. No, no, moi, je fais pas. Moi, je fais pas. I'm like, bro, you fucking accepted the thing in the application with three pickups, you fucking asshole. And he's like, no, no, moi, je fais pas ça. Moi, je fais pas ça. And I'm like, I, it's eight o'clock in the morning. I'm not in the mood for this shit. We're already a little bit late to get to the airport. Now it's even, I'm fucked off. So I get out of the car, leave the door open, open the boot, take my shit out, leave the boot open and just stand by the car. So he has to walk off and fuck. And he just left. He just pissed off. And I couldn't give him a bad rating because the, 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 he hadn't started, he cancelled. It really fucking annoyed me. Then we finally get another Uber and that's fine. 
Don't even speak to the guy, just get in, whatever. Then we arrive at the airport and we go through security and oh, aren't the people in Paris airport security a bunch of assholes? They're like on this power trip that they drop. So there's a woman, right? And they've got this new system where you put everything in one fucking bin, which is completely, it just doesn't work anymore. Anyway, I take out all my stuff. Mind you, we've been traveling uh, for the past, we've taken like 10 flights in the last month, right? And in every flight, I bring my liquids in a bag that looks like this, okay? It's a transparent bag that's from a, a thing called Molten Brown, where they've got a little sticker with a flight-friendly size. It's a transparent bag that I just put all my shit in, so I just take that out of my suitcase, put it on the tray, and that's it. And for the last 10 flights, no problems. But this, 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 this power-hungry bitch is behind the thing. And she's like, No, monsieur, il va falloir sortir tous vos trucs et les remettre dans un autre sac plastique. She wants me to put another... The, the thing, she wants me to take out the liquids from this bag and put them in another plastic bag that's the same fucking size! And she's like, oh, but we no, no, no. And I'm like, I'm already angry from the Uber. This is like 20 minutes later, right? So now person number two is annoying me. I'm like, bah, je comprends pas. Je, so what's the, I don't understand why you want me to take the same liquids and put them into another bag. And what she thought was going to happen was that my liquids were not going to fit in the other bag. Because like, she's just one of these fucking security power hungry people that are just, have got a tiny bit of power and want to fuck you with it. And, um... And so I, you know, I did struggle to get all of the stuff in and she's there talking, blah, blah, blah. I'm annoyed at this point. She's like, oui, c'est pour votre sécurité, monsieur. Oui, c'est pour, it's for your convenience. It's for your security. I'm like, fuck off with the security. When was the last time a plane was bombed because somebody brought on some extra liquid? It never happened in the first place. They just decided to start doing that after somebody brought a, a bomb in his shoe. And 9-11 wasn't even this. It was people hijacking a plane. It was nothing to do with liquids in a bag. They're in a bag that's sealed. That's one litre. Oh, man. It just it fucking drove me nuts. But I was like, I, I managed to put all the stuff in there. And it just went through. And I just went, oh. Adam, same thing. Manu, she was just doing this to everyone. Because, I don't know, she didn't have sex last night. I don't know what it was. It drove me crazy. Then the next person we speak to is at the gate to get on the plane, right? And we've got uh, Transavia priority, right? Transavia is like Air France's low cost thing. And we got the priority thing so we could bring two bags on board with us so we don't have to check in the luggage and all that kind of shit, right? Ah! Oh! So then we get to the, we go into the priority line and the guy is checking our boarding passes to make sure we're priority and not sneaking our way in like a lot of people try to do, right? Especially in France. And... So that's all fine. And then as they start boarding the plane, we sh he's, at the, he's then at the desk. Look, and the boarding passes don't go through. They beep wrong. And he goes, Ah, si vous partez à Faro, c'est porte A34, la porte a changé. Like, if you're going to Faro, it's the other door, the other gate, and the gate was changed. It's like, great. Why didn't you tell us that while you were checking our fucking boarding passes 10 minutes before when we were queuing up for the thing? <laughs> Oh, God. Then it was like, all right, cool. We're not boarding yet at the actual other gate. Let's go get a coffee. I go to get a coffee. I'm like, oui, café allongé, please. Allongato, longo, uh, whatever you want to call it. And the guy's like, would you like a small, medium or large? I'm like, it's an allongé, dickhead. It can't be small, can it? That's an espresso. It can't be a large either because that's an Americana. It's an allongé. It's in between. By default, it's a medium thing. Ah, just these people. Just every social... Customer service interaction. It's like... It, ah, 
I, it, it drives me nuts. Anyway, the, the woman on the Transavia flight, which we eventually got on, was adorable. She was great. She was the fifth interaction we had, and it was great. So shouts out to fucking Transavia. Um, so, uh, yeah, Portugal. Port- <laughs> we get to Portugal. We get to Portugal. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the first show was in Faro on Friday. second show was in Lisbon. Uh, let's start with Lisbon. Lisbon was great. It was fine. It was, it was, it went really well. It was, the room was maybe h- half full, two thirds full. I don't know. It was, it was great. The, the atmosphere was great. I had a friend of mine from Paris who was there. There were 30 kids uh, from the Lycée Français in Lisbon. Oh, such a great show. Unbelievable. It was fun. It was a great venue, great place. Super fun. Faro, on the other hand. Oh, Faro. Ladies and gentlemen, it was the worst show I have ever done in seven years. The worst, like literally the worst. I, I I was thinking about it, and I can't think of a worse show uh, that I've done in seven years of doing one-hour shows. I've had worse shows where I'm on a bill with other comedians and we do 10, 15 minutes each. I've had some rough ones of those uh, in my past, but in the seven years that I've been doing my own one-hour show, nothing has come close to the, 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 it was just, I can't even, I don't even know how to describe it to you. First of all, we knew it was going to be rough because no one was coming to the show, first of all, right? Just a mistake for going to Faro, um, which the local promoter, the guy who, who, who put on the show, he, he's a very nice guy, okay? Super guy, very friendly, but I think, I don't know what was going through his mind when we thought we were going to do a show in Faro where nobody is there apart from uh, retirees, just old people. Uh, it was the, the show... How many? I think we had 41 people come to the show uh, <laughs> out of 300 potential. And uh, it was the whole... It, um, one, it, just because it's 41 doesn't mean... It, it could have been amazing, right? But um, it was... I don't, I don't have an... It must have been like when you go to a nightclub and you're trying to attract a member of the opposite sex and you go up to one and you say something and they go, not interested... And then you go to the next person and they say, not interested. You go to the third one, not interested. And you do that for an hour and a half with 41 people just looking at you and not laughing. I knew it was going to be shit from the very first joke. I have, I set up my, 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 this show, Bizubai, that I'm doing with uh, a, a kind of way of introducing myself. Uh, same as my previous two shows where I talk about the fact that I'm, that I'm English, but I speak uh, great French with a French accent, and so French people think I'm French, but when I make mistakes, they think I'm French, but stupid. It always gets a laugh, because it's it's a funny turn of phrase. I said that, crickets, just total silence, (sighs) nothing. I was like, oh Jesus, here we go. Joke number two, didn't work. Three, four, five, carried on, and it was an hour and a half of just, it was, it was, it was horrific. It was, uh, I can't even... I can't even put into words how bad it was for me. I think some of the audience liked it. Some of them didn't have a clue what was going on because I think part of the audience were just people that the local promoter had like invited so that they could fill the room to make it less empty. But I'd almost rather perform in front of less people who understand who I am and where I'm coming from rather than a room full of strangers who've got no idea who I am. I don't think anyone spoke English as well. 
Oh God, it was horrific. There were three children in the front row. One was seven years old, one was 10 years old, and the other one was 12 years old. Just the three of them on their own in the front row. And the parents sat at the fucking back of the room. I'm like, what are you doing? First of all, bringing children that young to a stand-up show. You're a fucking idiot. Secondly, uh, <laughs> why are you not sitting with them? Oh God. It was horrific. Oh, it was so bad. It was just, uh, I, and, and I tell you what, it was so bad that, so I got off stage, right? Um, and I said to my manager, Adam, I was like, mate, get me a real beer. I couldn't, it was, it was out of, I've had some rough moments in the past year, the past 13 months, right? I'm not, I've had some rough moments professionally, personally, um, and not once have I given in to alcohol, but at this point, I, I, I just couldn't not do it. I was just like, I, I, I need a real beer. This has been horrific. It was building up in my mind for a whole, uh, for like a month, two months, three months, where we were just seeing the ticket sales going nowhere for Faro. No, no one was coming. I was like, okay, this could be rough, but it could also be amazing having that lead. I mean, it could be really intimate, but yeah, unfortunately it was both. It was horrific. It was awful. And then I had an opening act as well that was imposed on me by the local promoter. I didn't even know I was having an opening act. I found out from her because she tagged me on Instagram. I'm like, oh, who's this Laura girl who's apparently opening for me that I have no idea and didn't validate. Turns out she's very funny. So Laura, thank you for opening for me for those two shows. Uh, I, you, you don't, you, she doesn't speak English, so you're not watching this. <laughs> oh, fuck. So... Uh, I had a I had a real beer. I had a I had a I had a proper beer. Not only did I have a proper beer, I had two proper beers. And then after the two proper beers backstage, uh, then we uh, went out. Me, Manu, uh, Adam, and his friend Naya, who lives in Faro or nearby, uh, we went and had a bottle of champagne. Uh, the four of us. So that happened. And then we had a McDonald's. And oh, we ha I've got a photo. I forgot that I had a photo of the fucking. The, we sat at a bar, had a bottle of champagne and McDonald's. Uh, let me bring up the photo. For those of you that are watching, there we go. There's me, there's Manu, Adam and Naya, and there's some double cheeseburgers and champagne. That is how you celebrate the worst show that you've ever done. Had a bottle of champagne. Then we went to another bar, had a couple of caipirinhas. Then went to another bar. Saw some great live music, unbelievable. The music, Faro as a city was actually popping. It was really fun. There was, it was a lot of fun, especially the last bar with a lot of live music. Uh, and I think I had three Guinnesses. So that's not too bad, too much of a mixture, is it? Guinness, real, normal, like normal beer, Guinness, champagne and caipirinhas. I think there was a shot in there as well. So you can guess what happened to me the next day. I got absolutely, I was fucked. I woke up, first of all, I vomited before I went to sleep. And then I woke up and I just felt like shit for the entire day. We had a three hour, two and a half hour drive from Faro to Lisbon. And I tried to sleep in the car. I tried not to vomit in the car. <laughs> While we're driving, the promoters, because this is the promoter's car who's driven from Paris down to Portugal, his bumper fell off the car during, during the motorway. I mean, the whole trip, the whole trip was just horrific. So I get to Lisbon, 
we check in and I'm, I'm sitting in reception like, why is the check-in taking so long? Breathe, Paul, because I needed to vomit. I was like, breathe. Why is the check-in taking so long? Where are the fucking keys? Why is this taking so long? You have to fill out your details. I'm like, oh God, come on, come on, come on. And as soon as I got in the room, it just came out all just rah. And then I spent the whole day sleeping until about an hour before the show. Woke up, had a, uh, a Burger King, and then... Thankfully, the audience in Lisbon were on form because that straight away got my energy back up and the adrenaline, the, the adrenaline took me through the show and the show went really well. Thank fuck for that. So unfortunately, I have uh, broken my one-year sobriety. Uh, it was more than a year. It was, I mean, I broke it and I had a glass of champagne on the one-year anniversary then I had a whiskey in Scotland and a Guinness in Ireland because, you know, you have to. But I hadn't been drunk in a year and oh, was it 13 months. So there we go. I've gone and fucked it. But guess what? Guess what that means now? I'm not going back. I, that has made me just be like, okay, yeah, that was fun. It wasn't fun. I'm not doing it again. Speaking of which, I don't have a drink with me now. I want to get a drink um, because... It's a non-alcoholic drink, of course. Uh, and I want to shout out one of my favorite brands uh, who don't sponsor the podcast, but fucking should. Um, it's a brand called uh, Liars uh, who do non-alcoholic alcohol. This one is Dark Cane Spirit, which is basically um, rum. Dark rum. Uh, and what I love having with it is uh, some ginger beer. Nothing better than rum and ginger beer. Isn't that, an, isn't that an actual alcoholic cocktail? Rum and ginger. What is the alcoholic... Uh, what is the, the, the... Is it a dark and stormy? Right. So, uh, yeah, that's my life this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, I, I... Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I'm disappointed in myself. But... At the same time, I'm happy it happened. I'm happy that, you know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Right, let's see, um, let's see what, uh, what you're saying. Um, it could have been worse. It could have been only 40 people. <laughs> uh, so they didn't even speak French, Louis. I, they did speak a bit of French. I don't know. That was the thing. It was weird. Like, as I was on stage, like, nothing was working. Nothing. In English, it, 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 the, to be honest, the French was working a little bit better than the English. So I think the main problem was they didn't speak English. Um, there was a lot of old people in the audience. There were some young people. Some people laughed. Like, it, I'm not, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm over-exaggerating when I'm saying nobody laughed. But I'm not over-exaggerating when I'm saying it was the worst show that I've ever done in seven years of doing this. So... It was rough. Ladies and gentlemen, cheers to whatever this alcoholic, non-alcoholic drink is called. I think it's a dark and stormy. Can somebody confirm if it's a dark and stormy? Let me go back down to the comments. Um, uh, it is a dark and stormy. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, oh, right. I bet you could hear people clapping one by one, Dan Lyle. No, because I couldn't hear anyone clapping, mate. <laughs> That's the best bit. Oh, Jesus. 
You were swearing in front of kids in Lisbon. Yeah, Stefan, I was. And that's not my problem. People shouldn't be bringing kids to the show. Um, I guess they don't sell uh, alcohol in comedy clubs. It wasn't a comedy club, Bridget. And yes, people were drinking. Uh, they were drinking, which is the worst part. Ah, ma fille et moi, on a super rigolé. Diana po Oh, Diana Puglia was at the show. Bah, merci. Vous étiez les seuls, je pense. Uh, oh, it was... It was, oh, I'm glad somebody was here. I, 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 I'm amazed that you were at the show. Thank you for coming to the show. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a rough time, uh, to be honest. It was, uh, whoo, fucking hell. You have to be honest while finishing the show. You can't say thanks, Farrow. It was amazing. I don't know what I said, to be honest with you. I think I might have said thanks, Farrow. That was interesting. Because <laughs> throughout the show... I stopped at some points and were just like, what are we doing here? Why are we even here? Do you know what I mean? It was, my French isn't good enough to be able to imp improvise in that way. Uh, Romain Filière, en comparaison, quel est le pire truc au monde, Paul, le malaise pendant la cérémonie de rugby sur Canal Plus ou fucking Faro? What was worse, uh, my shit show at the rugby awards from a couple of years ago, which I talked about in my show So British, or... It was Farrow. By, by far, that was the worst because it lasted for an hour and a half, mate, Romain. The Canal Plus thing was seven minutes. I got over it and I made a 10-minute joke about that whole experience. Farrow, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get some comedy out of it because I'm still... I'm still a, they say time heals everything, right? I'm still processing uh, the defeat. Oh, it was... It was it was, oh, it was rough. Uh, champagne to celebrate the show finally finishing. Class. <laughs> How did your body react to the alcohol? Well, I told you, uh, very badly. Um, champagne's a solution for everything, uh, Stéphane Le Pagnès. It is, if you just have champagne. Um, and uh, yeah, listen, listen, it was all right. It was, uh, you'll do a sketch about it one day. Maybe, I don't know. Hello, Paul from Sweden. Hello. I hope you're well from Sweden. Um, I hope you haven't given up on your goal altogether, says Dan Lyle. It was just one day and overall 364 out of 365 is pretty good. Listen, yeah, it was one day and uh, that's it. I'm, uh, I'm finished. It was, and it was more than 365. It, so yeah, it, listen, I've realized that I, just alcohol doesn't, I don't need alcohol anymore. Granted, I don't think I would have been out until four in the morning if we weren't drinking alcohol, I would have probably gone home at one and missed the amazing bar with the amazing live music. But it's, it's such a short reward for, for, for maybe I spent two extra hours having fun that evening, but then I spent 12 hours vomiting, not vomiting, but like just having a shit time and trying to recover from it. Um, so yeah. Uh, fucking Pharaoh fail. Exactly. Listen, you can't win them all, right? I mean, come on. We've had a, an amazing run so far this tour. Uh, the best show still remains Melbourne. Uh, 900 people in Melbourne. I mean, 900 people in Melbourne. I mean, I would have never thought that we'd have had that amount of people. It was crazy. Melbourne was unbelievable. Uh, so we've had some great shows. Most of them Listen, 95% of them are amazing, right? 4% of them, well, because I've done about 100. So yeah, uh, no, I haven't done 100 yet. But let's say 95% of them are amazing. 4% are 
are all right and the 1% are tragic. I've had like two or three rough shows this year. Faro was by far the worst. Cantleu next to Rouen uh, was pretty horrific. And Tigne up in the mountains during ski season was pretty rough as well. So, uh, so yeah, Kevin, Kevin Ziegler, Ziegler was in Lisbon. Loved your show, Paul. Great. Well, good. I'm glad you were at the show and I'm glad you enjoyed it because I enjoyed it. Um, uh, control alt supprimé suffering from some PTSD, yeah, from Paul Taylor shit joke syndrome. <laughs> uh, uh, please come to Prague. We'd love to have you. Did we not just do Prague? No, it was Budapest. Yeah, we were supposed to do Prague years ago, but then COVID cancelled it, and I think the venue stopped working for some reason. So, do you know what I mean? Um, ta -ta 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 -ta. Um, Christina, um, alcohol after 30 gives horrible hangovers, not really worth it anymore. Yeah, especially when you haven't drunk in a year and you've lost 12 kilos. I was surprised I didn't collapse before, to be honest. I thought after like three drinks, I'd be like gone. But I think it was the adrenaline of just like, just the bad show and then starting up again. So, yeah, you know, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Well, you know, whatever. Well, it, it was all right. Um, so, you know, uh, Portugal will is memorable. It was memorable. Uh, it will stay in my memory for a long time. Um, but yeah, it was it just, we, I, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't think I'll ever do Faro again in French uh, or in a bilingual situation. This is why I'm stopping bilingual shows, people, because I'm, it just, it, it's too, it just, it, it's, it's too much hassle. I can't, can't be asked anymore. Um, but the guy who organised it was very friendly. Uh, but yeah, we're just never doing that again. Uh, in other news, uh, the other show that I did last week was um, a show called 69, 69, which is um, a show that's on Canal Plus. It will be on Canal Plus. The, the whole part, the whole um, idea of the show is the 60 comedians and they do 60 minutes as in one minute each. So it's 60, the show is an hour long. 60 comedians do 60, do 60 seconds. Well done, Paul. Fucking good work at maths. Are you sure there's no alcohol in that? Jesus. Um, and uh, this edition was called 69 because we talked about sex. So that was super fun. Uh, it's it's presented by Kian Kojandi, um, uh, who is the guy from uh, Bref and other uh, Canal Plus uh, adventures. And it was just great seeing all the comedians that I haven't seen in years because I've been doing my own thing for a while, uh, especially this last year. The last four years, basically, with having a child, it's difficult to then go out uh, and do, you know, 10-minute gigs here and there uh, because you are doing your own show three nights a week. So it's just, it's impossible to go out uh, for 10 minutes and fucking travel 45 minutes into town to then do a show for 10 minutes and then come back. So I hadn't seen all these people in such a long time. It was so cool to get back uh, together and, and catch up with everyone. And that will be coming out on Canal Plus at some point before the end of the year. Uh, so we shall see uh, what, I, I thought it was all right. We filmed two shows uh, and the second one was much better than the first, but uh, overall it was pretty cool. Um, Carlos Camejo. Now, here's a question. If today you got married, would it be a sober wedding or would you have alcohol for everyone else? 
Oh, I'd obviously have alcohol for everyone else. If I was to get married now, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't impose other people to not drink. Like when I'm out having, you know, when I'm out after the shows or, or whatever, everyone else is drinking. I'm not, I'm not one of those annoying alcohol-free people that's like, oh, if I see alcohol, it's like, uh, uh, and, I, and telling people, do you know that alcohol isn't great for you if you blow? I don't care. Everyone, do, it's like, you know, I, I, <laughs> I liken it to those annoying vegans who are like militant about the fact that, I don't, I, I don't even know if there are annoying vegans, to be honest. I don't know that many. I know a couple and all of them are normal. They're just like, yeah, great. I don't care. Like, let's go to a, a non-vegan restaurant and they're not, and then you ask questions. It's been, it's more the questions that I get that I enjoy. The questions about not drinking alcohol, um, which I enjoy talking about. It's, it's fun. But yeah, I'm not the person that's there being like, ah, oh, you, I don't drink, therefore you should not drink. It's like the most annoying type of human on the planet. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, ah, oh, I'm on a diet, therefore you should be losing weight too, you fat bastard. Um, I'm not talking about my wife there. Uh, <laughs> How did I lose 12 kilos? Because I stopped drinking alcohol and uh, uh, and I stopped drinking alcohol. That's the how. And the why is because I stopped drinking alcohol. That's it. That's quick, quick answer. Bang. Um, I should be casted for LOL on Prime Video. LOL Kiriki Saw, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I'm not famous enough to be on that show. Uh, and also I would win because I wouldn't understand any of the jokes in the French version of it. Those of you who don't know what we're talking about, on Prime Video, Amazon Prime, there's a, a show that's actually international. They do it in every country called LOL. And the, the concept is you put a bunch of comedians in a, in a, in a room, in like a, a space, uh, uh, a studio, and the last one to laugh wins the show. And there's like challenges. I've not watched it, um, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah. I just wouldn't understand any of the jokes. So I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't be laughing. Um, so, uh, will you have any other shows in Paris besides the 6th of January, Christina? No. 6th of January is the final show. Uh, in, it's the last time you will ever see me do a bilingual one hour show for at least two months. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. It's the last bilingual show. Uh, it's happening January 6th at Le Zenit. Uh, it's the, the reason it's the only show is because there's 5,000 people that should be coming to that show. Uh, right now, not a lot of people are coming, which is why we're going on the promotional train, which I'm hating. Uh, but it's, it's one of the things you've got to do. It's one of the, the, the downsides to this business is you have to go, you have to promote the, sh the fuck out of your show. Uh, going on radio, TV, internet, like question and answer things, newspapers, and it just basically takes up all of your days until that show. So yeah, I'm pretty busy on tour until then. And in the days that I'm not on tour, I will no doubt be on the phone to some person being like, oui, alors, uh, oui, mon spectacle bilingue, en fait, c'est le dernier parce que du coup, la prochaine fois, uh, je fais que l'anglais. Oui, alors, bisous, bye, parce que je dis au revoir à plein de choses. I, just, it's, I repeat the same shit every interview. So it's kind of repetitive and boring and who knows uh, how much it actually works. Uh, but in order to also help people uh, get more visibility as well for the Zenit, uh, I've started 
Uh, finally, I've started my mini-series on social media, which uh, is uh, unofficially named No Bullshit English, where uh, every episode is me uh, teaching you how to not say an English word incorrectly, French people. Uh, and I've got... Uh, the first one came out today about the word dressing. If you follow me on any social media, it's on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, X, and... Facebook, it's on all of them. It, I, it is not, I don't do Snapchat. That's the only social media it's not on. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll see. I, I have written and filmed five of them. They're being edited by the wonderful Florian Beaufreton. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, they're going to be coming out twice a week. And that will hopefully build up some momentum, momentum uh, for the show on January uh, the 6th. So, yeah, man. Boris Uterba. Hi, Paul. Love what you do. Keep going. 100. Uh, thanks very much, my friend. I love what you do by commenting. Keep commenting. 100. <laughs> uh, um, life on my batteries. Do you have any idea of your plans for September 2025? I might have an opportunity to come to the UK. Um, when is September? September 25? No. I've got no idea. Uh, I don't even know what I'm doing in September this year because <laughs> it just finished two days ago. Um, no, I don't know what I'm doing September next year. So September 25, no idea. Who knows where I'll be uh, in September 2025, but I'll let you know. Uh, in September 25, you'll be listening to the podcast and be like, somebody's got to remind me in September 25, life on low batteries. You've got to remind me in two years when I'm doing this podcast on a Monday. When is Monday? When is Monday? Let's go forward in the calendar Brrr, to uh, uh, September 2025. Uh, the 1st of September is, uh, I might start on 1st of, I'll, yeah, 1st of September, fuck the wall. There you go. Then you can ask me what I'm doing. Just remind me. <laughs> uh, Chris, can you please teach the US to stop saying could care less? Oh my God. All right, I feel the rant inside of me. Mate, you're so right. Like, here's the thing. I, I, I it's a, it's, listen, the, the UK, the US, English, a lot of people make fun of UK. You, you know, Americans make fun of us. We make fun of Americans. Aluminum, oh my God, it's aluminum. It's not aluminum. Uh, trousers, pants, blah, blah. But there's just certain things that are grammatically incorrect, okay? I, I can deal with aluminium and aluminium because they're spelled differently, okay? And there's different reasons why. That's fine. Football and soccer, I get it. There's, there's, a, there's a reason why it's not that, oh my God, you don't play football with your foot. This, that I'm over. But stuff like could care less, they just grammatically don't make sense. Here's what we're talking about, people, right? In, in English, the correct version of English, the, in British English, right? If... For example, uh, uh, I'm, I've stopped drinking alcohol, but I couldn't care less if other people are drinking alcohol. I couldn't care less, right? Whereas in America, they, they'd say, oh, I've, I've stopped, I'm not drinking alcohol anymore. I could care less if other people drink. I could care less, as opposed to I couldn't care less. Now, there's quite a big grammatical error in there because think about it, logically. In British, we say, I couldn't care less, which means the less is here, and I couldn't care less than that, which means that you don't care. You don't care because you couldn't care less. You couldn't, you can't care less. Whereas 
in America, it's the opposite. I could care less means, oh, so you, you could care less. You could care more. You could, which means that it, you don't not care. Do you know what I mean? It's like a double positive. I could care less. Whereas I couldn't care less is a... It, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Mike, I'm not a fucking English teacher. But yeah, um, there's another one that Americans say, and I've forgotten what it is. Um, and there's, uh, 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 there's, there's one that's like, um, uh, oh, I can't remember what it is. Uh, Sophie B says, if you could care less, you still care. Exactly. Um, uh, Jesse, hi, Paul. Long time listener. First time caller. Thoughts on Leon? Uh, I love Leon as a city. It's great. And I cannot wait to do the show there. Uh, when is the show in Leon? Lyon at Bourse du Travail. I feel like it's quite a wet. It's in November? November. Uh, where are we? Lyon. It's the 21st of November. <laughs> cannot wait. Fucking love Lyon. Um, uh, there's another one. I can't remember uh, what the... Uh, uh, I can't remember what it is. There's another one. There's, a, there's another one. There's another one that Americans say. And I can't remember what it is. But for sure, couldn't care less is the one that drives me nuts. Um, right, what else is going on? What else have I not talked about that I wanted to talk about? Uh, that's, uh, did all of that stuff. Oh, oh, oh. We've got some terrible translations to do, ladies and gentlemen. Um, right? Right. Uh, Terrible translations, the part of the show where you send me your favourite messed up translations and then we talk about them. Um, you can send them to me uh, either in the comments on YouTube, uh, either by Instagram, either on X, Twitter, uh, wherever. Wherever you can send images, because uh, it usually involves having images sent. I might set up an email address at some point for this to happen. Adam, let's get that on the list, shall we? Um, let us start with a couple of... Uh, terrible translations that I found while being alive this week. <laughs> Where's my folder? Terrible translations. Ooh, ah, there we go. Right. Let's start with uh, a jumper that my daughter was purchased. That's not even English. I'm, th there's me bitching about American English for 10 minutes and then I can't even speak proper English. The, um, a jumper that my wife bought my daughter uh, at a shop called Monoprix, Monoprix here in France, and they are full of pricks. Uh, let's, uh, it's a cute jumper. Let me just uh, uh, not spoil the thing. Right, here we go. Okay, so it's not really a terrible translation. It's just an inappropriate thing. Okay, here we go. Uh, so uh, the jumper, it's a nice little jumper. It's cute. It's like a little French Paris jumper. It's got an Eiffel Tower with voila written on it. It's got a little... Uh, Rainbow with bonjour. It's got a little heart saying, hey girl. There's a little thing called c'est la vie. It's very cute. However, on the same jumper is the phrase French kiss with a pair of lips uh, in the photo. Now, I know what they're trying to do here. I know that Monoprix are trying to be cute and French. You know, voila, c'est la vie, bonjour. I don't know where the hey girl comes from. That's not very French. Hey girl. <laughs> I'm hearing my friend Sarah Donnelly in there. Hey girl. Um, but French kiss. I guarantee you 
The people at Monoprix who created this design had no idea. They just thought, ah, oh, c'est un petit bisou uh, français. Uh, mwah, mwah. This is not appropriate to have on a four-year-old's jumper. A French kiss pour les Français qui comprennent pas is... It's tongues and everything. That's what we call a French kiss, French people. It's not just un bisou and the words or the noise. That's not a French kiss. If you go... No, a French kiss is tongues and everything. Um, just an inappropriate thing uh, to be on a fucking four-year-old's jumper. Well done, France. Congratulations, Monoprix. You guys have fucking crushed it. Um, right. Next one that I found was in the, the wonderful city of Faro in Portugal that we had such a great time at. At the hotel, um, which is uh, a brand of hotel that is international brand, Ibis, Ibis. Pretty sure they're French, Ibis. Um, this was uh, downstairs in the hotel. Um, it's kind of like a cool music-themed hotel uh, with a vinyl and some drumsticks there. And they've got a big cassette with the word breakfast written on it. But it's spelt... Breakfast, as opposed to breakfast. <laughs> I just hear Borat every time there's something. Mr. Would you like a breakfast? <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. It's an international chain of hotels. How have you got this wrong? And I thought, oh, maybe it's just that thing that's wrong. But then I went and looked at the menu for breakfast. Uh, and here's the menu, ladies and gentlemen. On the menu, it says breakfast, breakfast as well. Uh, it starts off okay, says the coffee. We've got uh, coffee, teas, milk, and then we've got vegetal milk. Ve vegetal milk. V vegetal, du lait vegetal. In Portuguese, they've pronounced it as leite vegetal, which means milk that isn't from an animal. What would we call it in English? I don't even know what we would say in English for vegetable milk. We wouldn't say vegetable milk. What, <laughs> what would we call it in English? I don't even know what we call it in English. Ve vegan, no. Because it could be oats. It could be... Um, what else is there? There's oat milk, soy milk, dairy-free milk, plant-based milk. There we go. Bridget Leonard. One f yes, exactly. Plant-based milk. Thank you very much. Veg no, it's not called plant-based milk anymore. It's called vegetal milk, okay? Let's see the rest of the menu. We've got daily fresh, whatever that is. Cold-cut meats, cheeses, free-range chicken eggs. That's all good. In the fruits, we've got seasonal fruit, fresh orange juice. Ah, fruit juices, spelt like the Portuguese would spell fruit. Fruity, fr fruity, fruity juices, fruity juices. <laughs> Oh, God. Then what have we got? We've got fruit jam, grated tomato. I don't know if, if ralado means grated, but it seems weird that you would have grated tomato. Anyway, extra virgin olive oil. That's fine. Honey. Perfect. In the bread section, they've got white bread, wholemeal bread. What they mean here is pastries, but they've gone pastres, just like pastres de nata, but pa pa pastres. Pa <laughs> and then... Homemade biscuit. In the cereal, cereals. It's not cereals with a plural. It's cereal with a singular. Cereal, for some reason, we only... If, if there's mold, it's just cereal without an S. Nuts. Natural yogurt. Vegetal yogurt is back. Yogurt is vegetal. 
responsible sourcing to eliminate single-use plastic, food waste reduction. Oh, I thought that said shit food consumption. To shift food consumption. There you go. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I mean... The thing that annoyed me about that is just like, guys, you're an international chain of fucking hotels. Ibis, Ibis. Like, how has that not gone through anyone who's English speaking, even if it's specifically for the Portuguese? I mean, come on, come on, come on. It's like uh, translation is always an afterthought everywhere. Um, right, here's one more that I found, but there isn't really a translation. It was just a fun thing that I found on Twitter earlier on. Um, and it was uh, the scoreline of... I guess, a football match um, between Nice and Brest. And because it was 0-0 and Nice were playing at home, the way the scoreline has been written out is Nice 0-0 Brest, which until you read it in English and you see the 0-0s as a pair of tits, it says nice breast. Nice breast, nice breast, very good. <laughs> I mean, when, is, when are those things not funny? Right, here are some of the ones that you've sent along. Uh, this one, I think, is from Kristen Kim. Uh-oh, I've done something wrong with my phone. Delete. Um, I think this one is from Kristen Kim. I've seen this one before. Uh, les Français, on n'est pas si nul que ça en anglais, mais aussi les Français. So French people are not so shit in English, but here, uh, what does the English say? Uh, a croissant is one euro and five cents, and they've translated croissant to increasing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the price is increasing of uh, croissant. Uh, there is no translation for croissant. In English, we just say croissant. And we try and say it with a French accent, but we can't get it. Can I get a croissant, please? All right, mate, can I get a croissant? Or if you're American, you'll say a croissant. Can I get a croissant, please? Can I get an all-butter croissant? An all-butter croissant. There we go. Um, <coughs> you know what? Uh, uh, it's croissant and décroissant. Uh, you, if, you're, if you've got an Excel spreadsheet in French, you can order, you can order, you can... Um, when you click on the, the little top bit, you can have the order of the cells be in increasing or decreasing, right? And I always found it funny that it said croissant and décroissant, which is increasing and decreasing. Uh, classic, classic, classic uh, error here on the translators. Right, you guys sent a bunch of them this week. You went crazy. Uh, what have we got? Uh, we've got... Whew, we got this one from Quebec, from Laurent, uh, who sent this through, which is um, a brush that you use to clean out the inside of a, a, a baby bottle. Uh, so when you've got a baby's bottle, a drinking bottle, the top bit, the nipple, the whatever you call it, I don't even know what you call it in English, the, 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 the little rubber nipple bit. This is a brush to clean the inside of that, right? And uh, the way, I mean, I don't know if it's called a nipple brush, but apparently in English, uh, on this uh, thing, it's, uh, it's called a nipple brush. <laughs> Easily and thoroughly cleans the bottle nipples. Uh, and in French, it's called brasse de mamelon. <laughs> and it makes sense, but I don't know if that's really what it should be called. In brasse de mamelon, and I can't read the text behind it because the brush is taking over. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, in brasse de mamelon, baby king, only $1 for a brasse de mamelon. Ah, I'd like, uh, I'd like it to be only $1 for a brasse de mamelon. Uh, great one, Laurent, keep them coming in. We got one here. Okay, this one is uh, uh, from Berlin. Uh, from Berlin, somebody who came to the show at the same, or who was at the, week, uh, at the same time. I can't remember your name. Do I have your name? Yeah, Fabrice. Okay, so um, in German, apparently, in, 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 in German, yeah, I've just said in German, Paul. Fucking get on with it. Uh, 
he's written, il est noté accès interdit uniquement pour les employés, which means um, uh, 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 no access, uh, employees only. And uh, the way they've translated it here is, uh, in English, no entry, only staff, as opposed to staff, right? <laughs> only staff, very nice. Um, so thanks for that one. Uh, what else have we got? in the list, ah, oh, it's just in interminable. Uh, I'm gonna have to have Adam go through some of these at some point, because there's too many. All right, one night I saw a petrol station. The label is ripped, but the translation is too good. Right, here we go. I think this is in Quebec, uh, again. It's always Quebec, because they, I mean, as much as they try and give a fuck about French, they don't give a fuck about French, because they just translate the English stuff, and it's probably people sitting in Toronto uh, who are English speakers. So the, 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 it's when you go to a petrol station and you prepay for the petrol, uh, in French, it's called pompe en prépaiement. Oh no, this one's a bad translation from French to English. Sorry. Pompe en prépaiement. Uh, merci de régler à la caisse avant de vous servir. Uh, and in English, they have translated that to... Thank you for serving inbox before servong you. <laughs> thank instead of thank. Thank you. Because that's how Quebec people speak English. Hey, thank you, le. Thank you, le, for coming to Quebec, le. Thank you very much, le. Thank you for serving inbox. Because une caisse could be translated as a box, could it? Thank you for serving inbox before servong you. And I think that's just a misspelling because the I is next to the O on the keyboard. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, thanks, Leo. That was yours. Uh, oh, we've got one from a wedding. Uh, from a wedding. I don't know who this is. Oh, this is Amandine, who has sent me uh, a, a wedding. Not a wedding, sorry, a birthday. A menu from a birthday. It's not very good quality, so you can't see it. But we've got pour uh, Lucas Kremlin in Couture Experience pour Camille, 30 tooth birthday. 30 tooth. That's how this whole thing started, the terrible translations. I found a photo that said 181th. So 32th instead of 32nd birthday. Classic mistake. Jesus, who isn't reading these? Um, couple more, couple more. Um, oh, this one is from longtime watcher listener, Aoife, um, who... How do I change this? Right. Who says uh, that, it, that, that she's got a, a little um, pencil case with the word pas de chat on it. Pas de chat, dance more with feline. Now, if you don't have the context for this, which I did not, uh, pas de chat is a dance move, apparently, uh, which is like a cat walk. A pas de chat is a cat step, a cat step. Pas de chat, dance with more feline. But pas de chat, it just, it, it, I mean, it almost is like pas de chat, which means unlucky. Dance more with feline. I, th I feel like she gave me context to that and I've completely forgotten what the context is. Anyway, great one. Uh, what's this one? What's this one? Oh, this is good. This is in Russia. Uh, or, or it's in Russian. <laughs> From Ophelia. Um, now, in Russian, it says on this sign, it is forbid forbidden to walk your pets. That's what the sign says in Russian. However, in English, they have translated it to patient walking prohibited. A patient walking prohibited. <laughs> I don't even know how that's translated from Russian into English as patient as opposed to pets. Pets, patient, pets. Mm. No idea. Classic. Right. 
Let's do a couple more. Oh, this is somebody that bought tickets to my show in Amsterdam, right? This is great. Somebody bought my tickets to, to Amsterdam. His name is, uh, his initials for his name are RV. Um, and his last name is Villain, as in V-I-L-L-A-I-N, right? And so when he bought the tickets on Ticketmaster or wherever it was in, in, in the Netherlands, um, they're asking if they want uh, to uh, print. Do you prefer printing the tickets or have it in the application? Um, and the translation ended up being in French uh, from RV Villain, uh, Hervé, Hervé Villain, to Méchant du camping-car. <laughs> and you know, you know how this was translated because an RV in English is a recreational vehicle, right? Which is... A, 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 a what we call, oh, camping car. That needs to be on my list of anglicisms that you lot fucking say incorrectly. I think I might have already got it in there though. Hold on, what am I talking about? No bullshit English. Uh, let me go into my notes before I forget. Episode list. Blah, camping car. It's already in there. Uh, French people, we don't say camping car in English. A camping car doesn't exist. We call it either, the Americans call it an RV and a recreational vehicle. And I think in English, British English, we say a Winnebago, which is a brand. I feel like that's what we say. Um, let me know. Uh, <laughs> and villain, uh, a, vil a villain, a villain is a méchant. A méchant du, du camping-car. <laughs> it's too good. Oh, this one was great. That was the Dutch, the Netherlands, a bong and a blitch, smoking a pancake. Um, what other ones have we got? That one was all right, but it wasn't as funny. Uh, and this one. Uh, oh, this is from Ireland. This is from Ben Flo, who's uh, one of the legends uh, that follow me on Patreon and everywhere. He came to the show in Ireland, sent me this from Ireland. So we've got Irish up at the top. And unfortunately, I don't speak Irish. Uh, but then we've got the big English at the bottom, which says parking at owner's risk. And uh, interestingly, the apostrophe is in the right place for there, the owner's risk. Um, in French, they've translated it to stationnement au risque du propriétaire. <laughs> I don't know if they ran out of space. No, they didn't even run out of space. Au risque du propriétaire. That almost sounds like a, a, a Quebec. Hey, stationnement au risque du propriétaire. Tabarnak de col, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Um, and I think that's it. I think, I think that's all that they're the, they're the, ladies and gentlemen, they're the terrible translations for this week. Uh, just send me them all uh, by uh, Instagram or X, wherever you can send photos. They're always super fun. Um, in Australia, we call it a trailer. A trailer? Fucking trailer. Is that trailer or trailer? You trollop. <laughs> um, RV is generic. Maxime Boutet. It, it can be a motorhome or a trailer or fifth wheel, okay? Yeah, you guys in Canada, you know your shit because that's all you do at weekends is uh, get your RV. A camper van or motorhome work in British English. Thanks very much. Sorry, I was eating an ice cube. Um, a camper van, yeah, a camper van. A camping car. Yeah, not a camping car. Oh, ladies and gentlemen... Uh, another bullshit word, shampooing. Yeah, I talked about that in my first show, didn't I? Did I talk about that in my first show? I feel like I did. Shampoing, shampooing, un shampooing. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. 
mate, I need to go back and reread those jokes. Um, right. <laughs> uh, what? What have we got left, ladies and gentlemen? Got a couple of minutes left uh, for some questions. Give me all your questions. Let me know what you want to know. Uh, and uh, I will, uh, I'll answer the, the questions. We will ask the questions. If you've seen that on uh, social media, it's from one of my favourite shows at the time called Suits, which my wife and I loved to watch because she is an ex-lawyer. Um, and we used to watch Suits and there's a joke in there where Harvey Specter, the main character, says to... Uh, Fuck, what's, his, what's the other guy's character's name? Uh, why am I saying Leo? It's not Leo in my head. What's his name? Oh, what's his name? Harvey Specter. Ah, oh, it's completely gone. I've completely forgotten his name. Anyway, um, Lewis, thank you very much. And he goes, hey, Lewis, do you ever hear my uh, Nazi knock-knock joke? And he goes, no. I don't even know if this made it into the actual final episode. It might just be an outtake. I think it's an outtake of the thing. Have you heard my uh, Nazi knock-knock joke? And Lewis goes, no. And it's knock-knock. Uh, and then Lewis goes, who's there? And then Harvey goes, we will ask the questions! And slaps him across the face. It's great. Anyway. Um, Bridget Leonard, what was the best part of Portugal? Right, the best part of the Portugal trip was coming home. <laughs> oh, God. No, what was the best part? Honestly... The best part was hanging out for a few minutes after the show in Lisbon with some uh, some of the students. So there was about 30 kids from the uh, Lycée Français that had come to uh, see the show with their teacher. Uh, shout out to the Lycée Français in Lisbon, in Lisbon. And uh, it, was, it was cool getting to speak to them. You know, I don't even know how old they were, like 16, 17 or something. And uh, just seeing like, their eyes light up, asking me questions about doing comedy, speaking different languages. And, you know, I think you get to a certain age uh, where you kind of switch from being uh, very egotistical uh, and you kind of, you're like, great, these are the future. These kids are the future. And it's cool. If I can, if I can help them with anything, um, you know, when you're that age and you're studying languages, you've got no idea what you want to do in your life, right? Uh, like I didn't. And everyone would just say to me, oh, you're going to become a teacher uh, studying languages. And even at the time, I'm like, fuck off, you prick. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to be better than you, you cunt. Um, and so you don't know, like studying languages, there's so, like the world, I mean, who knew I would end up doing this, right? Uh, or uh, have a decent job at Apple as a trainer because I spoke multiple languages. The only reason I had that job at Apple was because I spoke multiple languages. Um, the only reason. Uh, so, uh, yeah, like it was cool to see the freshness of teenagers who are excited about languages and comedy and, uh, yeah, it was cool to spend, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes answering their questions. But then it became like, it, it, we didn't know how to stop. I didn't know how to, I was trying to escape them at some point because they were all crowding around me. And Adam, my manager, was just like, right, I've got to take you. And I was like, all right, cool, let's leave. And as we were leaving, they all followed me and kept on asking me questions. It was great. Um, so I think that was the favorite, <laughs> my favorite part about the whole Portugal trip. I think. Um. Turn it to town. Turn it to town. Um. 
Camembert, d'Alembert. C'est une great question. Pourquoi tu ne fais pas de sketch dans tes shows C'est bien pour montrer, bien pour montrer des, tes talents d'acteur euh, aux gens du cinéma. Right. Camembert, d'Alembert, this is the whole problem with doing comedy in this country. Is that it is not... The, sketch comedy is, has been... As, oh, mate. Is that an English... Do, do English people say has been I need to just write it down in case. I'll look it up. Um, has been... I don't think we say that in English. Anyway, um, it's it it's it's it it it's just not it's not what stand up is. Right? If 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 I wanted to do uh, like character sketch stuff, I would have done theater. I don't want to do theater. I don't want to do cinema. I'm not interested in being in films. I'm not interested in being in TV shows. I'm interested in doing stand up comedy as my main thing. That is what I'm interested in. Uh, that's what I enjoy doing. And stand up is all about being authentic and talking as yourself on stage, being yourself and talking about the world in your own opinion and not, it's, it's too easy to make people laugh where you put on, you get dressed as a woman and you get some hair under your arms and you're like, ah, oh, bah bah, le féminisme aujourd'hui. And it's just, it, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's very, um, yeah, it's, it's old school. It's very, what's the word in English? In French, I'm looking for ringard uh, in the English-speaking world. No one really ringard, unless you do like one. I mean, you can do, but it's old-fashioned. There you go. Um, but it keeps coming back, you know. But yeah, I'm just not a fan. So uh, I, I, yeah, that's why I don't do characters because it, whatever, not interested. Um, what have we got? What are we? Oh, let's do one more question. One more question. Um, Uh, one more question, one more question, one more question. That's it, that's it. <laughs> Kristen Kim, I studied languages and became a teacher. I know. Uh, but you don't always have to become a teacher, right? There's other things uh, to do. Uh, favorite city to perform in? Mm, all right, let's finish on that question, Christina. Favorite city? I don't have a favorite city because every time it it, it it depends. It depends on so many things. It depends on the venue. It depends on the amount of people in the room. It depends on the on the layout of the room. Um, so there's not really a favorite city. I'll t I can tell you the, the the ones where the shows have gone really well this year uh, have been Melbourne, uh, Sydney, Dijon, Marseille. Uh, off the top of my head there, some of the best shows. Berlin was great. Uh, for my previous show, Lille was in the top, uh, was I think the top in Lille. Uh, London is always great. Um, so yeah, it really depends. But sometimes you go back to a city and it's been amazing and the second time, ah, it wasn't that great. Or uh, Nice this year wasn't great, but Nice in previous years has been great. So it's not really about the city, if I'm honest. It's more... Uh, about the rest of the vibe, like who's in the room, what mood are they in, uh, what's been happening that day, are people happy, have they been drinking, uh, is the ceiling low so it bounces the laughs on, uh, uh, the, it bounces the laughs on, wow, that question, that, 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 I mean, it's time for me to go, isn't it, Jesus Christ, Christina, uh, thank you uh, for your question, thanks everyone for your questions, uh, this was fun, uh, I, I'm going to carry on for another hour uh, on Patreon, patreon.com, slash Paul Taylor. Uh, this is where the legends, just only the legends uh, come uh, for the extra hour. 
and it's even more intimate. We fuck the wall even harder and you ask me even more intimate questions about my job. Um, and it's on patreon.com slash Paul Taylor. Every week we do an extra hour. And if you don't know uh, what Patreon is, basically it's a platform where you support, uh, you know, uh, creators like myself, artists, stand-up comedians, musicians, and they give you exclusive content in return uh, for uh, the beers that you buy me virtually, basically. Uh, so uh, not only do you get an extra podcast every week, uh, you get extra exclusive videos that I don't do, that you won't see anywhere else on the internet. Uh, so that's on Patreon, patreon.com slash epoltelor. Uh, and also every time if I've got new shows coming out, uh, you know, and there's specific tickets or whatever, they get early access to them. Uh, just it's just, it's just a cool place to hang out. Anyway, uh, I will carry on on Patreon for an extra uh, hour for those of you who are hanging around. Uh, for the rest of you, thanks for being here. Uh, come and see me this week in Yvetot, uh, next week in Geneva and Zurich and every other place afterwards. Uh, the tickets are on uh, paultaylorcomedy.com slash tickets. And also, this Friday, uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram uh, in the evening. Around about 6pm, I'm going to go live somewhere in Paris to give away two tickets uh, for my show at Le Zenit on the 6th of January uh, next year, which is the final ever bilingual show. Uh, bisous, bye. Uh, so that is happening on Friday. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're following me on Instagram, I will see you on Friday. If not, uh, I will see you uh, next Monday, hopefully, uh, for uh, Fuck the Wall. I might not be here next Monday because I might be going to a concert, but I'm not sure yet. Um, but if I am going to a concert, we'll do uh, the Fuck the Wall podcast uh, either on the Sunday or the Tuesday. We'll f I'll figure it out. I'll let you know. Um, but apart from that, thanks for being here. Keep me sending the, the terrible translations. And uh, that's it. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Patreon, I'll see you in a few minutes. I'm just going for a pee. Peace, <sighs> bye.